Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Well, I guess actually we're live right now, and I had no idea. That's my bad. Welcome to the Get You Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons, on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, to be real honest with you, I'm down here in Greenville, Texas. And as you can see, straight out of College Hill. Been at the College Hill reunion all day today. We had a great time, and I just want to thank everybody for coming out for that. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Kiwanis Club. You guys are really being supportive of what I do. It means the world to me, and I appreciate it. And also, I want to give a big shout-out to everyone that's supporting the Get Your Happy On movement. I think that's very important because uh, there's enough negativity already being covered, so we don't need to cover that. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, and uh, to be really honest with you, man, Coming home for this little stretch here, I've been here for a few days, and it's really gave me an uh, opportunity to reset and refocus. Uh, something about coming home always helps me focus on the things that are most important, you know, and, and that's, that's one of the benefits of being able to return to my hometown of Greenville, Texas. Very proud of Greenville, Texas. I'm proud to be from Greenville, Texas. You know, Doing good and being encouraging and trying to uplift other people is a very, very important thing to me. And I just, I look for people to to follow that path. And I happen to be fortunate enough tonight to have a guest that's uh, right in line with what I do. And I want to take this opportunity to, to introduce y'all to my guest. Lonnie J, welcome to the show, man. Man, Ricky, it's so good to be here with you. I'm excited. Well, great, man. You know, uh, Lonnie, you, you've done a lot of stuff in this radio and podcast world. And uh, usually you're on the, the other side. You're always the one that's doing the quest, asking the questions. That's true. Yeah, well, tonight we're going to reverse that. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... I'm going to ask some questions and you get a chance to answer some questions. Is that all I'm right? A, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous, man. This is the get to have your own hour. So I just want you to share what you're comfortable with sharing. And uh, we're going to start it off with where, where, where did Lonnie come from? Well, originally I came from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, when I was, uh, when I was a young teenager, uh, my dad got a job here in the Dallas area, and uh, we moved from New York to uh, Dallas. And I wound up being in Dallas, Fort Worth, for uh, a good part of my teenage life. And then we wound up moving to Houston, and I spent about four years in Houston, and then uh, wound up moving back up to the uh, Dallas area. Okay, okay. Now... You grew up, you say, in New York? Well, till I was about 13 years old. I lived in New okay. York. Okay, and then you then you left? That's when you left? 
left and came uh, came to Dallas Fort Worth okay. and was here for most of my high school time and I graduated high school in Houston and then uh, okay okay after a couple of years I moved back up to uh, Dallas because uh, I just wanted to be back in in this part of Texas got you got you now when you say you moved back so when did you actually come to Greenville well, that was about eight years ago, and and what happened was, I was I was knocking around looking for something to do. Uh, I was working different jobs. That I I had owned my own insurance agency for eleven years. Okay. And in two thousand ten, my wife passed away from pneumonia. Wow. Okay. And I, I was looking for some direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, I was married for 34 years, Ricky. Okay. And, and uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, it's uh, all of my adult life. I was married and, and now I find myself by myself. You know, I, I have the kids, but they were all grown and out of the house. Right. And uh, so I was trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do. And uh, I knocked around different jobs. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. And uh, a friend uh, of both of ours, a mutual friend, uh, Bill Salomon. Yes. He called me up and he said, there's a theater in Greenville, Texas called the Texan Theater. And it, <laughs> has, been, it has been closed down for decades. And this woman had purchased it. And she was completely redoing the theater. And uh, the very first thing that was going to happen there was going to be the play, The Odd Couple, and he was going to direct it. Wow. And he said to me, I want you to come to Greenville, Texas, and do the play. And I told him, Bill, I'm not coming to Greenville, Texas to do a play, right? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've been by Greenville a hundred times on the freeway, but I never got off the freeway, right? So <laughs> it was just a little spot on the map, right? Right, right. <laughs> well, over the next uh, couple of weeks, he called me about 10 more times. And uh, finally, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll come do the show. So I came up to Greenville and I was just driving back and forth. And uh, I met Barbara Horan, the owner of the Texan. Yes, and we, my buddy, <laughs> we did a lot of talking, and she said to me, uh, "I'm looking for a technical director to run all the sound and everything in the theater." And I said, "Well, that's not me. I'm not a technical guy." And she said, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well, I do public relations," and and she said. Let's talk next week. So I came and talked to her. We talked for about two hours. And she wound up offering me the position of public relations and artist liaison for the Texan Theater. And okay. that's it. Wow. So that's how you got involved with that. That's how I got involved in Greenville. And for the first year, Ricky, I drove back and forth from Dallas to, uh, to Greenville. And you was doing this every day or? Every day. <laughs> but the hours got so bizarre because I was dealing with all these celebrities that she was bringing in. 
And yeah. I'd get finished with them sometimes at 2 o'clock in the morning, and then I'd have to be back up there at 6 in the morning, and I wasn't getting any sleep. So I finally decided to move to Greenville. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest with you, the move from Dallas to Greenville had to be somewhat of a shock. But it was, it was great because now, now think about this. I had been driving back and forth and working in Greenville for a year. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was going to a place I didn't know. Right. That's it was true. just it was just for the purpose of being convenient so I could end my day and go home and be there in five minutes. Yeah, well, that's a lot different than going on, getting back on 30, heading back to Dallas. Now, that was the thing. And here's the thing. I said to myself, when I'm done with the job at the Texan Theater, however long it is, I didn't know how long it would be, I was going to move back to the Dallas area. And I wound up being at the Texan for four and a half years. Wow. And that's where I met you. Yep, absolutely. You know, and it's kind of funny because, man, uh, I I had no idea that before I met you, that's how you actually came about being a part of the Texan. I mean, that's that's kind of that's a big big commitment, man. You were driving back and forth. I mean, but but look, I was getting to work with people all the time, like Roy Clark and and Billy Bob Thornton, and the, you you name it. I was I was working with them, and so it was a great job to have. Well, you know, actually, speaking of uh, all the people that came through the Texan, big shout out to Barbara Horan. I mean, I, uh, I every time I come to Greenville, I go to the Texan, and 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 it's like a little standing joke with me and Barbara because you know that wall she has in there with all the people that have been guests. That's right, or, the Wall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I always go in there just to make sure she hasn't taken my picture down. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows it. So she's like, as soon as I come in, shortly after we say our hello, she's like, you need to go check the wall, right? I'm like, absolutely. I don't That's want, funny. Yeah, That's I don't funny. want my picture taken down. So I like she, that. Yeah, well, I mean, she gets so many big-time people, you know, and that yeah. wall fills up, man. So she's done a wonderful job of rearranging that wall, I'm sure, several times to fit everything in. Well, it's not only that wall. There's been so many people. It goes up the staircase and everything else. So yeah, I mean, but you know, that's a beautiful. I mean, what she's done with the Texan is beautiful, man. Oh, it's unbelievable what she yeah. did to that theater. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, they pass by it, and they they don't even think about it. But man, if they would actually take the time to go inside, maybe have a cup of coffee or uh, grab a grab lunch. And look around. I think they'll be really impressed with that. With what she has done there. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it anywhere in the area. Oh no, I mean it. It. I mean, you just wouldn't even expect something that nice to be in downtown Greenville. But Ricky, I got to tell you, in that four and a half years, the experiences that I had from working at that theater are unbelievable. I got to work with hundreds and hundreds of some of the most well-known people in the world. And it, it was just an amazing experience. And and a lot of those folks have remained friends to this day. Yeah. You know, but that's one thing I can give Barbara credit for too. When she when she gets people involved, she don't it's not just business. It, 
she seems to make it personal too, so that right. they have a, a, a friendship and a relationship that it's a business relationship. I understand, but she makes you feel so welcome, you know, well, that you want to come back. It was like a family there. So correct, yeah. correct, absolutely. And I, uh, I mean, every time I come, I always come and I always go down there. I've been down there once. I'll probably go down there again, you know, because I just enjoy. I love the atmosphere because it's it's upscale. But it's laid back. Yes. And that, that right there is very inviting to me. It's a great place. Now, after you uh, after you left the, the, the Texan, what did you do next? Well, you know, as I told you, I said whenever I'm done with the Texan, I was going to move back over to Dallas. And uh, as soon as I was done at the Texan, after four and a half years, I didn't do that. I went to work at the radio station in Greenville. <laughs> Greenville got to hook you in, huh? What, once you get in, it's almost impossible to get out. <laughs> and I did a I did a morning show on uh, KGVL, which is uh, the rock station. Yeah, I did a morning show there for a year and a half, and uh, I had a great time. I had an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, something I always wanted to do was radio my entire life, and I finally got the opportunity, and, and I loved it, and I still love it to this day. Well, you know, one thing I can say about when you went to that radio station, man, you had quite a bit of success, and, you know, and I want to congratulate you on that. You know, I, I think, you know, sometimes when you, when you change professions, sometimes you have to kind of get your traction before you really have some success. But you seem to have made a, a real smooth transition from the text into the radio. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what made it an easier transition. When I worked, when I worked at the uh, at the Texan, I used to go to the radio station twice a month and go on the air to talk about the shows that were coming up at the Texan. So I was already familiar with the radio station, so it was an easy transition to go over there, but. Mm -hmm. uh, I also wanted to interview some well-known people, and because of all the experiences I had at the Texan, I was able to get some of those people to come on the air and, and, and interview with them, and so it, it all worked out really well. Well, good, man, you know, because you definitely got to meet a lot of people in the time that you were at the Texan, so absolutely, that had to work in your advantage. Uh, you stayed at the, at the radio station for how long again? So... The first time, because I've, I've been there twice, the first time I was there for a little more than a year and a half, and then uh, COVID happened, and uh, everything, you know, everything was different after that. The world changed completely. Right, um, right, right. And then I had some uh, really bad personal tragedy in my family that, that I had to deal with at the same time that COVID was going on the exact same time. And uh, as you know, with COVID and everything else, it was over a year before we got back to doing anything. Yeah, so, well, yeah, COVID did kind of kind of put everybody in a different space, you know. I, uh, I, I understand stuff happens and it's, you know, it, COVID was just one of those things that I, I don't know. I mean, I guess nobody saw it coming, but it definitely changed 
the way people carried on in their daily lives. It did. It really it changed everything. We couldn't go anywhere. Everybody was locked down, and uh, and it wasn't for a couple of weeks. It was for a year and a half or two years before we got back to really doing anything. Yeah, well, you know, the good thing is, for now, anyways, uh, we've kind of, you know, gotten a little bit of a handle on it to where we can kind of get back to what we would call normalcy, you right. know, and, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, well, I can tell you, knowing me and knowing you, uh, we're anything but normal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what gave me away, but I, I, I definitely got to agree with you. <laughs> I've, I've seen you running around the community. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, but you know what, though, London, the thing I like, man, is I, I really, I, I have this mindset, you know, of, of being positive and happy. And I think a lot of people are not real sure if it's real or not. But one thing I can honestly tell people is it is a, a lifestyle for me. I, I just, I like being happy, man. I just, I, I'm not saying my life is perfect. You know, that's it not, that's it not is me. real with you. For, yeah. people, for people who I, don't think it is, it is. Well, I, and I appreciate you saying that because I genuinely am trying to be happy every single day because when you've been through some really, really, really tough times, it's, it's easier to appreciate better times. Yes. You know, uh, I, and we're going to take a break in a few minutes. Uh, but when we come back from that break, I want to, I want to get into some things that, you know, you was talking about tragedy. All right. And I want to talk about that. So I, uh, I'm trying to figure out what time we want to go to break here, but I'll, t I'll say it this way. Why don't we just take a break right quick and then we'll come back and we'll go into the other parts of the story. Okay. Sounds great. Hey, you guys do not go nowhere, man. We're on 93.7 The tickets to get you happy on hour. We'll be right back. your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons well we're back you know uh, just to get the happy on hour man and uh, I'm really really excited here on 93.7 ticket and I'm coming to y'all live from Greenville Texas I gotta give a couple of quick shout outs I got some people that was at the college year reunion today that they, they done chimed in on the show big shout out to I call him Twofold, but his name is Alton Ashford. Man, I appreciate you tuning in. Shauna Mayberry, you and Brad, thank y'all for coming out today and meant the world to me to see y'all. So, hey, man, y'all keep supporting what we do, and thank you for supporting the show. Lonnie, you know, I was, uh, during the break, I was thinking about, man, you, I'm just recapping a little bit, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but, man, you went from not wanting to be in Greenville <laughs> and commuting back and forth to moving to Greenville. And then you thought you were leaving, and then you end up transitioning to the radio. <laughs> Man, 
Greenwood got a hold of you, love. <laughs> well, I I uh I I have to tell you to be honest, that just a few months ago, I did move down the highway a little bit to Rockwall. Oh, you okay, okay. So you split uh, the difference. <laughs> but you know, I go to Greenville back to Greenville all the time because you know <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gotta go. I think I gotta go to the Texan theater and, and do all those things, right? Absolutely, man. I mean Again, we got to show love to Barbara Harad, man. That Texas theater is amazing. She's been more than generous, too, man, with helping me personally. She's done a lot for me, and I, I can never repay her for that. But I do just want to say thank you, Barbara. I hope you're listening. Lonnie, you know, before the break, too, we, we was discussing that some tragedy happened. I think it was around COVID. Uh I'd like for you, if you don't, if you're comfortable with it, because uh, I I know a little bit, but uh, if you're comfortable, man, we got we got some time here. I kind of would like for you to go into detail on exactly what that tragedy was and share it with all our listeners and the people that are watching too. So, my daughter was married to this guy, um, and together they had uh, two children. Okay, uh, Charlie and Noah, my grandsons, Charlie and Noah. Okay, and they had uh, problems in their marriage pretty much the entire time. Okay, and it was a very difficult situation. Uh, you know, it sounds like I'm defending my daughter. I'm sure it takes two to tango in everything you do, but uh, he was uh, verbally a, a very abusive and controlling person. And it, it was a bad situation. Uh, went on for uh, for several years, and uh, of course they wound up getting divorced. But they lived about four streets away, so half the time the boys would stay with my daughter. The other half the week they'd stay at their father's house, and they were able to go to the same school because they were only the houses were just four streets away. Okay. So this went on for uh, a few years, and uh, it was working out okay for the boys. It wasn't a problem. But uh, their father decided that he was getting married again, and he married this woman, and then all of a sudden told the boys that in a week he was moving with her to Florida. Wow. So they were upset because their father was moving out of state. Now, wait, hold on there a second. How old was the boys at that point? At that point, uh, 11 and 8. 11 and 8. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I just So he moved to Florida with his, with his new wife, and they lived down there. And because he lived out of state, he couldn't see the boys that often. So uh, he would have them for a month in the summer and a month at at uh, either either Thanksgiving or Christmas. Gotcha, gotcha. So that year, it was uh, 2009, I'm sorry, uh, 2019, December of 2019. Okay. Uh, he had the boys for a month for Christmas. And at the end of his month, he called my daughter from Florida and he said, I'm not sending them back. I'm just keeping them. Wow. Well, he didn't have custody of them. And uh, because he was out of state, 
My daughter had to get an attorney and go to court. But now we're not dealing with one state of Texas. We're dealing with Texas and Florida. So there were two judges involved, one in Texas and one in Florida. Wow. And the, after about an extra month, the judge in Florida agreed that the boys needed to be returned. But he was still not going to answer the court and he wasn't going to return them. So my daughter flew to Florida, went to the court. The judge got some police officers to go with her. They went to his house and took the boys. The police did. The police, okay, okay. She went back to the airport and they came back to, to Dallas. Okay, so she got the boys back and brought them home. This was January of 2020. Okay. Just a couple of months before COVID. Okay. Fast forward two months, Ricky, and he came to Dallas to see the boys. And he was staying at a hotel on the tollway, the Dallas tollway in, in Dallas. And uh, he had the boys. And he was supposed to bring them to school the next morning. They had uh, important tests to take at the school. Okay. And the school called my daughter. The boys didn't show up for school. So, of course, we were afraid he took off with them again. Yeah, probably went back to Florida. That's what we were really concerned about. Well, some people that we know finally tracked down his car, and it was in the parking lot of the hotel. Wow. And, and so the police were called, and they went to the hotel. And uh, he had uh, he had killed the boys. He what? Killed them. Oh no! He shot them both, twelve and nine years old. And uh, that was a phone call we were not expecting to get, Ricky. Wow! And that was on uh, March tenth of twenty twenty. Uh, it was just a few days before everything shut down for COVID. He killed his two sons. Yeah, my grandsons. Wow. And I have to tell you that not only were we dealing with, with that, which pretty much destroyed my entire family, but COVID at the same time, everything was shut down. So even if we wanted to go out for normalcy, we couldn't because there was nothing going on. Right, yeah, right. So it was a, a combination of all of that together. And uh, it was uh, still to this day, it, 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 it's a fight for me every day to, to uh, get up every day uh, and, and go through and do the things that I need to do because those boys were my life and uh, that in an instant, they were gone. You know, man, I mean, I can't even begin to say I know how you feel, but I can understand. One thing I do understand is that concept of what you just said. Life can change in an instant. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say to that, man. I mean, 
I guess my next question would be, I know you'll never get over it. I get that. But what I what I guess what I want to know is what happened to the to the father at this point? So he he had killed them earlier in the morning. And he stayed in that room all day. With them in there? And uh, when the police came, um, because the hotel called, because he had not paid the bill for the next day. And they couldn't get any response. So the police came and knocked on the door. And when they couldn't get in, they started to force their way into the room. And when they were about to enter the room, he shot himself. He shot himself? So that's what happened to him. Wow. And, and if, you don't, if you don't think evil exists in the world, you, you, you're not looking in the right place because it does. You know, Lonnie, I, I mean... I know it. I know evil exists. I've seen evil firsthand. Uh, maybe not to that extent, but I've seen some evil, and I know that is real. And you know, and unfortunately, you can try to explain that to so many people, but they only see it when it really pertains to them. Right. When as long as it's happening to someone else, it's not the same. You know, and I, man, I, I guess, you know, my next question is, man, how's your daughter, I mean, how's your daughter deal with that? Well, she's not dealing with it very well. She has not had, it's been about what now, three, going on three and a half years. And okay. uh, it's, it's hard, you know, she, that was her whole world. Right. Uh, those, it was her and those two boys and. It's uh, it's not much of a life for her, and and to be honest with you, uh, I worry about her every day, Ricky, because uh, one day I'm going to be gone, and she's got a full life ahead of her, and I don't know how she's going to deal with that for the rest of her life. It's uh, it's just something that you you don't you don't ever get over it. It doesn't ever get better. You think that it might be getting a little bit better, but it's not because then their birthdays come up and the day that right. it happened comes up and right. Thanksgiving comes up and Christmas comes up over and over and over again. And it's fresh every single time when you know you're not going to buy Christmas presents for them. You're not going to get that birthday cake for them. And so right. you relive it over and over and over again. You know, I mean, like I say, that's not one of those situations where you can say, I know how you feel, because you don't. Even if you've had a similar experience, you still don't know how a person feels because everyone's different. That's why they call us individuals. And, and, and go ahead. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it was national news. It made national news. Uh, the newspapers were calling. Uh, she didn't do it, but. Dr. Phil wanted my daughter to come on his show, and she wasn't going to go to that circus. Um, there was it, it just there was a lot happening, and it, and there was a lot, just a lot going on. It was very difficult. Well, you know, 
Now, this is not going to sound very good coming from me because I like to focus on the positive. But, you know, it's just amazing that uh, a, a negative tragedy like that is, and I'm not, don't take this the wrong way, but I just don't understand why that is such a big story when the fact that, you know, people do good. Sure. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. When good, when good things happen, we it's like whoever's covering the news, it's like they go blind temporarily when good stuff happens. But then they regain their vision when negative stuff happens. I mean, I hate to hear that this happened to your grandson. Please. But so, so, here's, so here's the message, though, Ricky, is that, as I mentioned to you, it's a struggle every day. Every day. Yeah. Right. Uh, there are times throughout most days of the week when I just want to say, you know what, I, I I don't really want to do any of this anymore. I just want to go away somewhere and not let anybody hear from me again. But you can't do that because right. there's other people that count on you. Correct. Not only Correct. your family, but other people. When I post things, and I'm sure you, you of all people, you're you're maybe the most positive person I know. And I watch your videos and your posts all the time because they they uplift me. Um, on Fridays, when I can watch a video with you playing music and doing your dance on, you know, <laughs> that helps me. It helps me. And I know that things that I do, that I post, and, and places that I speak help other people because they tell me, so you have to continue to do what you need to do because other people need help. You know, I've heard that. I'm so glad you said that. And thank you for, for you know, the compliment. I, I've heard it from different people. You know, to be honest with you, I'm just being me. And, and being me is, 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 is like letting people laugh at me when I make those videos because Everybody knows I can't dance, but it doesn't matter whether I can dance or not. It's the fact that they laughed or they smiled when I tried to dance, because for those few seconds, they got some sort of relief, you know, and, you know, I think this thing called life is about trying to help others. And there's a certain level of satisfaction that comes on the inside from helping others. But my personal opinion, we live in such a takedown society, you know, there's not a lot of people really thinking about others. It's all about self, you know, me, 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 me. And, you know, and I, I, I recognize that. And, and that's why, you know, I'm thankful for what you do and knowing that you're doing it under the conditions that you just shared with us. Man, that's, that's special because like you said, it, it's easy to give up. It really is. You know, you can still find happiness even through tragedy. You can find happiness. Simple things matter to me. You know, I love doing the radio shows and I love interviewing people just like you to find out more about them and, 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 and to let people see who they are. That, that stuff makes me happy. And so... That's what keeps me going every day is knowing that there's there's opportunities out there to do good things. 
You know, and, and, and Lonnie, I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to encourage you. First of all, thank you for sharing that because you basically made yourself real vulnerable right there to, to the public. You know, and a lot of times I agree. People are all, everybody's going through something. Right. You know what I mean? But some choose to hide it, mask it, whatever the case may be, versus bringing it out in the open. You know, and, and, and tonight, man, I just can't thank you enough just for being transparent. You know what I mean? That's hard for people to do, man, because nobody wants to look bad. You know, nobody, everybody wants their life to look like it, it came out of a fairy tale, you sure. know, and, and that's not, that's not the case in today's society, man. Everybody's got something. It may not be as bad as mine or yours, but they got something. And, you know, they put on this facade to, to, to try to get them through the day. And that's fine. But see, my deal is as long as you're doing what you're doing, and I'm doing what I do. I think, I think we're making a bigger impact than we both realize. You know, because I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking back over this interview, man. I mean, dude. I mean, New York, Texas, then this tragedy, then COVID. And it's a long, it's a long and winding road, isn't it? It's a very long and winding road. I mean, you and, don't you don't know where you're going to be. It, it's I never thought I'd be where I am today. You know, how could a kid from Brooklyn, New York, wind up working with celebrities in Greenville, Texas? <laughs> That's a good point. It, you mean, never know. Yeah, you would think it would be just the opposite. That's right. Someone in Greenville would go to New York. That's right. And work, and work with that, celebrities. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, you did just the opposite. But see, that's why I, I make statements like, you know, um, God has a sense of humor. Because I would have never guessed that. But I tell you what, don't go nowhere. We're going to take one more quick break. And we're going to come back with Lonnie J on 93.7, the ticket to get you happy on our. Y'all stay with us. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, well, we back on 93.7. The ticket is to get the happy on hour. Man, I've learned a lot about my guest, Lonnie J. You, man, hats off to you, man. You've, uh, you've overcome a lot of adversity, you know, and I like for people <clears throat> to take a minute and just think about what they've heard tonight. You know, uh, adversity is an equal opportunity employer. It doesn't discriminate. It doesn't care what your personal beliefs and your personal thoughts. It doesn't care about any of that. It, it will strike and it will try its best to take you completely out. But I think it depends on the person, but I think it's really important that you never, 
never give up. Even when you think there's no hope, never give up. And I want everyone to, to just sit and think about this, man, because it's very important. You know, it, it's, I don't know. I don't even know how to word it, you know, but I will say this. Adversity is going to be what it's going to be, but you do have a choice. You can give up and give in, or you can fight. And I know right this minute, I know two people. One is me, and the other one is my guest. We chose to fight, and we're still fighting. It ain't over. I mean, like he said, it's a day-to-day thing. You know, again, before I forget, I'd like to say thank you, Brett, you know, for, for tuning in. And Vicky, thank you. And Dennis, Mary, for coming to the the reunion today, man. That meant the world to me to see people drive all the way from Dallas, like Lonnie was doing so often, uh, to spend a little time with them, you know, at the Codchair reunion. That meant that means a lot. I just want everybody to understand something. When I say adversity strikes, this is one more reason why you always hear me say I take nothing for granted. You know, and I can pretty much say with confidence that Lonnie J don't take nothing for granted either. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, see, and it took what it took. And that's the same for me. It took what it took for me to get to there. I mean, for so long, I took so much for granted. I mean, I took everything for granted. Right. But, man, when life gets real, it's a much easier thing to accept being humble being thankful, being grateful for every little thing you got because don't, man, nobody owes you nothing. Nobody owes you nothing. And sometimes, you know, I hate to say this, but a lot of times people are, they pretend they wish good for you and they really don't. You know, Lonnie, man, again, I just got to thank you. I do have one more question for you. But I, before I forget, I want to thank you, man, for, for, for being honest and open and transparent with us, man, because that takes courage. You know, I mean, because I know that that couldn't have been fun, but you you had the courage to do it. And I just wanted to say thank you before we ran out of time. I wanted to personally say thank you, and I wanted everyone to know that I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, I consider you a good friend and, and uh, I'm happy to talk to you anytime. Well, we're going to be talking some more in the future, but I still got one last question before we get out of here. Throughout all the adversity and all the tragedy that you have had to endure, how do you get your happy on? Well, you know, I I have a lot more family. Uh, you know, we've lost my two grandsons, but I have a lot more family. And when I get to spend time with them and friends and other people that I really care about, uh, that's what does it for me. It's not about things anymore, you know. I'll be yeah. honest with you, Ricky. I, I got to pay my bills, and so I go to work every day. There you but, go. Uh, what if I could do anything if I didn't need the money I would spend my time with people not only that I care about but also people that I could help 
That's that's, what, that's how I get my happy on. That's fair enough. Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, man. It means a lot to me. I want to end the show the way I always end it. Every day you blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to get your happy on. Thank y'all for tuning in.